You've arrived at the Topless Manifester Podcast with me, your host, Cassie McKenzie. This podcast empowers you to take the bra off your deepest desires and just let those puppies breathe. As an abundance channel and mentor, I help my clients create lives overflowing with an abundance of love, fun, luxury, and of course, money. And so I'm bringing all that magic to you here in this podcast too, so that you can totally create a topless amount of money and abundance in your life. Now let's go topless. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Topless Manifester. I'm your host, Cassie McKenzie. And I almost said like, I'm your cruise director. I am your cruise director here on the SS Abundant Seas. Um, yeah, welcome to the Topless Manifester podcast where you never know what I'm going to actually say at the beginning of an interview or at the beginning of a podcast episode. Because today we don't have an interview. Today I'm interviewing myself basically, which is a solo episode, and really bringing you some usable tips for how to find out what your sign for divine timing or your signs for just anything in general are. Okay, the thing that inspired this episode is like actually a couple things. So I am currently, I've shifted my business if you haven't been listening to this podcast and now supporting coaches and healers that are really out there to change the world to build their business up to seven figures with more meaning, more money, more profit, more like, you know, impact on the world. And one of the things that comes up is the topic of divine timing. Also, in my personal life at home with the two kids and with my husband, we were, um, you know, going through a few things recently. My husband lost his job. Um, you know, I've been relaunching my business. We, the kids just got back to school and we actually just adopted a puppy and we've been spending a whole lot more time all together than normal. <laughs> and, um, you know, like we've been talking a lot, we've been getting a lot more deeper conversations because the kids have been at school and we really haven't had like, you know, the interruptions there that we normally do. If you're a parent, you know exactly what I mean. But also like I've been doing my work, he's been doing his work and we've gotten into, um, you know, like discussions about business and about like, like, uh, you know, purpose and meaning and, you know, what do you really want to do when you grow up? Like those kind of conversations. And it led me back to when I was in his shoes um, in San Diego back in like 10 years ago. Wait, was it 10 years? No, almost 10. It was uh, nine years ago. I met Ian. If you haven't listened to the episode about how we met, met I think it is back when I was like um, in San Diego is where we met. But when the, the podcast episode, I think it's called like Sex, Drugs and Rock and Roll, How I Manifested My Husband. So definitely go find that one because <laughs> it's a vibe. And um, but really back then, OK, let me start at the beginning. So I used to work in the pharmaceutical industry. And for 20 years, I was a top pharmaceutical rep. If you don't know my story, I I graduated from Virginia Tech with an international business degree. My goal was to become a pharmaceutical rep. I must have interviewed about a million fucking times. And then finally, like two weeks before school got out, I got hired and my start date was like the day after we graduated. So I graduated with honors in international business and with a marketing degree. I started in pharma sales. 
I decided like, okay, I looked like I was about 11 years old when I was 21. I still had two baby teeth. So I had to like finally, and my parents, my parents were both teachers and my, my brothers were like young kids at the time. They were like, um, they would have been nine and 11. So I wasn't exactly going and expecting them to go buy my braces for me. Right. So I was 21. I had to get braces. Um, I look like I'm 11 already and I um, decide, well, as I'm going to training, because I got hired on as a specialty rep, like a, it's, it was a program that J&J, Johnson & Johnson did back in the olden days called the College Overhire Program, where you come straight out of college, you go into like this kind of helper role in a territory or district. So some people would get their own territories right away, but you're like promised that you'll get one in a year. Otherwise, you just kind of like float around the district and help out as possible. To us, they said it was a way for us to get experience experience and help out and learn the ropes, you know, and have more like hands-on training before we were responsible for an actual territory. But I think it was like a really easy way to hire very smart people and basically mold them into whatever fucking robots you want them to be and um, pay them like half of what other people were being paid, but more than what they'd be paid in any other freaking sales job coming right out of college. So give them a car, give them an expense account. And I was like, oh my God, I'm like queen of the world. I'm rich as fuck, you know, but like I'm not dogging the whole program. I think it's great. And I was so thankful and happy and excited because it really was a great program for me. But anyway, I digress. So here I am. Like, you have to keep in mind, I came on as an oncology specialty rep promoting a product that was for anemia. And most of the people in my company were twice my age. So I thought, well, I'm going to go get that power haircut. I took, I got my, my territory was in Florida. Well, it was like middle of Florida. And I, like previously I'd lived in Virginia for a long, long ass time. So I moved to Orlando and I thought, you know, I'm going to cut my hair to shoulder length. Well, if you don't know, I've got super thick, very kind of wavy, curly hair that does not really enjoy being around humidity. So Talk about a bad haircut. So here I am with braces and a bad haircut. People underestimated the fuck out of me when I started because all they saw was me on the outside. They just saw like, oh, oh, and by the way, one of my uncles was was like, you know, pretty high up in the company. And so he didn't help me get my job. His whole thing was like, I'll get your resume to the right person, but you need to do it. You know, you need to do the right thing from there. And let me tell you, he got the resume to the right person about eight times for me. So I did have that leg up. But like, it was hard to finally get, you know, like to get a job like that. They weren't just going to hire anybody off the street. So Anyway, they when when I manifested that job, I was so super happy. But what I didn't expect was that people were going to be like, oh, you guys are young or oh, you're just here because so and so is your uncle or you're just here because of this. And nobody would actually look and see like how smart you were. Right. And so let me just tell you. I watched these motherfuckers who were successful. I modeled what they did. I looked and I saw what works for me, what doesn't work for me. What do some of these people do? What do I hate what the other people do? Like, which ones are more robots? Which ones are more themselves? And when I finally got my own territory, my manager was like a former military guy. And he was like, I don't know, you might hear my kids screaming in the background. There's like some sort of major malfunction going on, but my husband's here, so it's okay. Anyway, yeah, so go back to my manager. He 
would have been anybody else's probably nightmare because he was like really like he had high expectations um and he had certain ways he wanted things done. But for me, I've been so thankful that he was my manager straight out the gate because I didn't learn any like half-assing sort of like, you know, bad behaviors out the start. When I say bad, I mean just like poor salesmanship or cutting corners or, you know, being too, bleh. I don't know. Like he wanted us to win and he wanted us to all win on our own certain ways and um, wanted us to like help the patients as much as possible and stay on task. So I'm so happy that I got that foundation because it really set me up for a lot of success. However, I also started to, like the one thing I modeled from the beginning was to treat my territory like a CEO. And when I treated my territory like a CEO, and I treated it like I was the CEO of this like little $9 million um you know, company, because that's how much my territory was worth when I took it over in the middle of Alabama, fucking moved to Birmingham, Alabama, never been there before until I moved there. So that was fun. But I worked my ass off, but I also was so strategic about it. And by a year and a half later, I was, um, let's see, I was number one rep. I won President's Cup. My territory had become like a $20 million territory and I was starting to get on the road to becoming a sales trainer and basically (laughs) to be in a position where I'd end up training like most of those people who thought I was a total dumbass when I started. So I was like, "Mm, there we go. Full circle, bitches. Here we go. So I tell you that to tell you this. I spent like 20 years in this industry. I learned how to sell. I learned how to be successful. I learned great you know, like just how to be yourself and run a business, right? And so when I, I, but it didn't prevent me from getting laid off like four or five times because like Salesforce reductions happen. And I found myself in a Salesforce like reduction when I was working for, I had left J&J, but then I was with another company that became part of Novartis and Novartis didn't really want the old people with them. So they cut our whole Salesforce that worked for this company called Alcon. They do like eye and ear products. But at the time I was a contracted rep, so they let all of us contracted reps go. I was so excited though, because I ended up moving back to San Diego, um, back with my friends, with my two dogs and my blow up doll in the car and uh, got arrived in San Diego. And a few months later is when I met my husband. Well, I was still unemployed when I met my husband, which was good because he was working for a super yacht and like their schedules were like, you just never know when they were going to leave and never come back kind of thing. (laughs) And so, but I remember early on hanging out with them and there was a guy who worked on my husband's boat at the time. It was called Luna, which is now our little puppy's name. And he was talking about how he was heading back after like a month's leave. So like their month long vacation where then they go home and then come back to the boat and work on the boat for like four months and then go back home for a month or two and then come back. Well, he, this guy, Nathan had gone back to England and on the day he was supposed to leave, he overslept. And so when he overslept, he like hauled ass to get to the airport to get out. Cause you know, like to get back to the boat on time. And he said he saw, he passed like eight yellow beetles on the way. And then as he passed these eight yellow, like Volkswagen beetles on the road, which are, I mean, just 
that in particular, right? Like just a Volkswagen Beetle in England, besides that, like it being a yellow one, he said like he arrived up at the airport and there, as he was getting dropped off, there was a yellow beetle sitting there at the airport too. And this forever turned, and then he was like, okay, okay, I'm fine. It's divine timing. Like for then, like he was like, I'm, I'm on time. I'm right on time. It's perfect timing. I'm going to be like, I'll make my flight just settle down, Nathan, like that kind of thing. And from that point on, like hearing his story, like the joke around all of us was that like, oh, you see a yellow beetle, there's some perfect timing for you. And that, you know, my husband and I just like unconsciously adopted that. And so like when eventually he would leave and like their boat left and went like, they were supposed to go to Russia, but they ended up in Puerto Rico. They took a left turn when they should have made right turn. I'm just kidding. But anyway, yeah, they, they ended up like leaving San Diego, which was sad. But I was thinking, God, I was like unemployed still so I could go visit him. But anyway, we um, every time I would be driving and I'd see a yellow, yellow beetle, it would make me smile. And I'd be like, OK, this is my sign for divine timing that like when we're supposed to be together, like it's all going to work out right and or like when we're supposed to be together we'll be together and our relationship's going to work out if it's meant to work out if it's really divinely like organized then the divine timing's going to you know going to sort itself out okay so but then like after over time like this has evolved so much so this is my sign for divine timing because literally anytime I'd be like rushing to get to the airport or wondering like being late or delayed getting out of somewhere um and really needing to you know like say I always use like 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 I remember when I drove up to LAX to catch my flight to go see my husband in South Africa for the first time you know that drive could be two hours from San Diego or it could be four and a half or it could take eight you know like it just depends on the traffic and I was like oh my god I just want to get get to like get up there so I know that I'm gonna make my flight and I seriously that was one of the days where I passed nine yellow beetles in the drive up the four from San Diego up to LAX so from there on out, like, I know I get this question a lot about, like, how do I find my sign? Like, how do I, you know, how do I believe that everything's on time? How do I know that divine timing actually exists? And I'm here to tell you that it absolutely does, but you've got to do your part, right? So divine timing, you don't just, like, lay in bed and stare at the wall and imagine the worst and be like, well, divine timing, then it's supposed to work out, then it will. No, like, this is part of getting in the vibration of what you want to to make its way to you like what's the thing that you want how are you going to feel when you get it and how like what are you going to do to align your body mind and soul with that same vibration of how you're going to feel look and act when you get the thing that you want like how can you embody that today and then you allow the divine timing to to um to deliver it to you because if you think about it if you already have what you want then you're not worried about when it's going to come and when you detach the most from what it is that you want and you allow yourself to detach from the, the when and like the exact day that it's going to come then it actually ends up magnetizing its way to you faster like I can't tell you how many times like I sat there wishing and wanting something to happen and obsessed about it and tried to force it and this that and the other but then as soon as I just was like okay I give up and I give it to God and when it's meant to come to me it will and I'm going to continue to do my part and whatever and then it's like boom it comes to you 
And I'm not just telling you that to tell you that. So maybe, okay, if you want to look for what's your sign for divine timing, like when's your business going to turn out? Is this the right time to like start a business? Is the right time to like, you know, have, have your off, like create a new offer or do a pivot or, you know, sign on with a coach or, you know, share it with the world. Like finally, like, like, like pull the trigger to do to do the damn thing, right? To to start to start your your life's work, right? If um, you know, when you get to that point where you really want to know what those signs are, just kind of how do I say this? I would say like reverse engineer it. That's the term I'm looking for. Reverse engineer it. Think back on a time when you got exactly what you wanted. And then open up your, like, ex, like expand kind of your consciousness a little bit to see, like, what were some of the commonalities? What were some of the things happening around me? What were some of, like, the, maybe you saw a certain flower. Maybe you see a certain, like, um, you know, symbol. Or maybe you see, like, um, maybe, like, a person, like, a friend just randomly messages you, like, every time something cool is about to happen. Now, that could just be your friend's really fucking cool. But... You know, like, do you see, do you see a picture of a lion? Do you, like, for, for a while there in, um, in San Diego, in, God, not San Diego, we were in South Africa recently, and this was at the start of me, like, really reshaping my business and, and relaunching it, pre-relaunching it. I, um, like, making big moves. I was making big moves. I still am. And I started seeing bumblebees everywhere, like, bumblebee patterns on, like, a, a coffee tumbler on pillows, on blankets, on people's china, you know, like on the, like the plates or whatever. And, you know, in people's homes, you know, like I would see, I would see these signs everywhere, even see like little bumblebees flying around. And I was like, Ooh, I had to go and look up what that meant, you know? And, but maybe that's something if you can, if you see like, what is, What's a common thing that shows up in your life when you either get what you want or you're about to get what you want? And the more you're aware, because your awareness has so much power, and when you become aware of these things that might seem inconsequential to you right now, when you become aware of the patterns with which things happen, right? Because it's cyclical and things have patterns. And when you become aware of the patterns, you become so much more powerful in what you're manifesting because you start to build that natural trust. You start to build like that manifesting muscle there, right? But then also you build your awareness, which then allows you to take your foot off of the freaking you know like ever try to drive down the road like when you're trying to control everything in the manifesting process whether it's in your business or your life like everything I teach you here I know I talk a lot about business lately but anything that I teach you from a business standpoint is also going to be applicable to your life so don't let that hold you back from you know continuing to take the message away but like in this particular like have you ever, like, you can't drive a, have you ever tried to drive a car while you're holding the brake down and holding the gas pedal? Like, it just doesn't work, right? So the more you have that awareness, that trust, that in your your own, like, personal power that's, like, activated out the wazoo, then, then, that's when you're taking your foot off the brake and you're allowing the gas, <laughs> okay? So I'm going to leave you with that. Now, every time you see a yellow beetle, 
want you to take a picture and tag me on Instagram because you never know when I might need to see that sign too. And I think it'd be pretty freaking fabulous to get it from you. <laughs> so, um, and also tag me on Instagram at XO Cassie McKenzie. Let me know, like, where did you, what's your sign? Like, do you know what your sign is? What are you deciding that it is? Right? And, and like, how is that helping you with um, releasing some of the pressure and the control? and allowing everything to unfold in the divine timing, but in the fastest timeline possible. I love you so much. I hope you're having a great day. I hope this helped you. And, um, you know, if, if you want to experience more of like the divine timing in your own business, if you want more time back in your pocket and you're ready to make like a big, big impact, then I invite you to go watch my free training. There's a link in the show notes for that. It's called Monetize Your Mindset. This is where I tell you all about the, um, like really go in depth around how my business shifted as soon as I did three major things and how you can do that to your business as well. And then if you're ready to like really dive into impacting the world on a bigger, more meaningful um, way and while making way more money in the process and like I'm talking, you know, like one to three new clients every week that are high level clients, like having people reaching out to you and your DMs instead of you having to do all like the cold messaging and shit that freaks you out, you know, like um, and you want to stand out and build a seven figure brand and not just like a little kid business, then let me know. Um, not just let me know, but like reach out to me, send me the word code on um, Instagram or, you know, reach out to me on Instagram and tell me you want to chat about it. So I love you so much. I will be talking with you next time. Bye.